going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, we're back again with another episode of the Bar Bar. We may have a break from club football, but I know you don't like international too tough, but we've got a special today of referees while still touching base on internationals. Smaller crowd today. I got my boy Drew. Yes, sir. Got my big boy, Big Cha. Come on. Crofty's in the building. What's good? And the best beer in the land, Weisenberg. What's good, boys? Hey, so, you know, it's been a, an interesting week. Um, you know, England are playing. Andy's um, team are playing, which is the Netherlands. Bit, bit, bit shaky for you lot, Andy. What's going on over there? Bro, that team is awful, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, when I'm looking at um, our team, yeah, I'm just looking at this team and I'm think, looking at these players and thinking, where, who's the star boy here? Who's the... You get me? Obviously, we have Memphis. We've got Frankie de Jong, um, De Ligt, but none of them are really, you know... Stepping up to the plate, I guess. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, man. I'm, I'm really comparing our team with, like, the likes of England, France, and they have just, like, especially France have, like, quality and abundance. But even, like, Italy, for example. But, yeah, I think I think also the board, the managers also have his depth, man, a little bit. So, yeah. wasn't he the manager that um, Jose called the worst manager um, in the Premier League history? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because this, this is the question. What, what, what Charles just said there, is it the manager or is it the players? Because uh, you just listed some potential world-class players there. The thing is, the thing is, the these these sets of players were the exact same that played under Kuman. And under Kuman, when Kuman was the manager, we kind of had our revival where we beat France, Germany. We made the um, Nation League final, but lost to Portugal. So under Kuman, um, the Netherlands, Netherlands was good again. So I was, there was hope. You get, you get me. But obviously, he left us for Barcelona, and then the ball kit stepped in, and then he simply can't get the best of these players. Can't get the right formation. Um, it's also been said that the players, you know, when Kuman was the manager, they were kind of shook of him because he kind of rules with an iron fist. Uh, but the boys is a bit more relaxed. They're not really shook of him. They're not really, you know, listening to him like that. So, Human did really... look angry every time I looked at him, man. He doesn't yeah. look like a happy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, man. But we definitely played much better under him. Much more structured. Um, hard, to, hard to beat. But obviously, Van Dijk was there as well at that time. But yeah. Let's, let's give a quick Good shout out to our Turkish listeners because... <laughs> Boy! <laughs> <laughs> Um, they're surprisingly coming as the potential underdogs. Um, your man's my guy, but bro, they, they beat Norway as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, beat yeah. Norway. yeah man, they're good, they're good, good players. They're good players. I watched the game, I, I see them as a um, as a like a potential underdog for the are they in the Euros? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they've qualified for the Euros. Um, Shalom, would you agree, Turkey? Oh yeah, they're slowly getting there. Um, it's a good revival. That's what nah, I don't. Nah, I don't think so, man. No, let's wait. Let's wait and see. They put on some good numbers, some good games. So let's wait and see. They've um, got Premier League players, like good yeah. Premier League players, actually. Like Sionchu and them. Yeah. So yeah, Burak as well. He's where's he now? Um, Burak, Leo, Leo, yeah, 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 yeah. He's doing. He's doing a madness. So, mm. but Turkey, Turkey had a number. Right? They they have our number though in in regards to Holland. <laughs> For years, man, they've been beating us for years, man. Yeah, so um, so just check. Um, Turkey's group is Group A with Italy, Switzerland, and Wales. So 
you know, it's a good that. mixture. Yeah. Of teams. Wait. So Turkey, Italy, Switzerland. Oh, that's a that's a tough. That's an interesting tough, group, man. That's a tough They're one. very all equally. Yeah. Equally exactly. Right. Totally agree with you there, Char. I think Italy are coming up, but I think in terms of quality, these guys are. I reckon they're all on the same pace. So Group yeah. A is going to be a good group to watch. You'd have thought yeah. Turkey would be the team that everyone's going to be getting points off, but what we've seen in the last two games of Turkey is looking it's looking very healthy. Nah, it has to be Wales, man. I think Wales are the weaker underdogs yeah. in that in that group. So we say Wales and Italy. Yeah, yeah, for I think, sure. I think top two will be between Switzerland, Turkey, and Italy. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So, Jake, obviously, England had their annual fixture with San Marino. <laughs> we got to look into that one still because Man City get their easy draws. But how many times have England played San Marino, man? I was I was reading up on this because I think we're all tired now, aren't we? Like, don't get me wrong; it's nice to drop them five 0 but when. Mason Mount is creating like eight chances in 45 minutes. The most, I think, in a Euro qualifier since Xavi did nine against Bosnia. It's like, what's the point? And Africa and Asia both have like playoff tournaments before you even get to the qualifying groups to weed out teams like this because there is no point in it. Like San Marino, they get like their players could say, like, oh yeah, we, pl- we got to play at Wembley and got shafted. That's the only thing they get out of it. And what do we get out of it? A run out? Like we, it's almost a preseason friendly, and there was um an analyst. I think they called like the forty sixth club, the forty sixth minute club, something like that. And they compared San Marino's team, like using all these metrics to find out what their most likely comparisons are. It was a National League North team. Wow! And so they're not even non-league; they're the second tier of non-league football. As in, as in, if we're good enough, we can play for San Marino. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sure. Pretty much. Like I, so I live in a town called Corby. That's their level. Like it is. It's disgusting. It really is. It's there is no point to it whatsoever. Someone needs to do something because like, we all complain about players having to play all these games. Like it's an international break, and yet these players are having to fit in three games in this week. It's ridiculous. Like and. It just, yeah, it's not required whatsoever. Like, they can go fan about, play themselves, whilst we, whilst the bigger teams, play the games that they need to. Because there's no point in us playing San Marino, Liechtenstein. I mean, I know Luxembourg beat the Republic of Ireland, but it's once in a blue moon. Yeah. And, yeah. To add to your point as well, Gary Lineker actually tweeted something about um, suggesting the idea of having actual, um, what's the word? I've lost the word. Um, qualifier before qualifiers basically yeah something along that line so where teams will play it's like what Jake said around their level because there is yeah, no yeah. way you're going to send a moon or like Chandra or something playing England who are in the top 10 yeah, yeah. So that's, what they, that's what they do with the Nations League isn't it where basically, everyone at their yeah. levels is in the same group yeah um, yeah well, our, our, our good friend Arsene Wenger he's, he's, he's suggested like getting rid of some of these tournaments because he just thinks it's, like, it's, it's unnecessary. So. Yeah, facts, facts. It would be, it'd be interesting think, to see. I, I would like to see that, but they're just never going to do it because they're never going to get rid of a tournament because it's just more money. I, I I don't see that happening. But yeah, there should definitely be some form of playoff system, qualifiers before qualifiers to weed them I think out. The reason, I think the reason why it's like this is because obviously Europe has the most allocations for um, World Cup. So I think to do like a qualify before qualifier... Uh, for one would be would not fit, yeah would be extra games for one and two obviously you give the San Marino Gibraltar what other countries like Montenegro they can ball actually but Gibraltar San Marino 
you give them the experience in it. Yeah, because you, you you're not gonna tell them now. Nah, you're not. You can't play against England. Yeah. They they're loving it. They yeah. it's a know? day out. It's a trip That's out. A, it's a man. trip out for them. You get me? A political thing. I mean, it reminds yeah. me of like um, what's in that Redneb's um, rant on Sky when he was talking about England going through the qualified, beating these teams, and then going to the tournament and just flopping. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's. I think I get. I I agree with Jake. I think th- there has to be a, a system where you kind of sharpen your, sharpen yourself against other uh, equal teams in order to prepare yourself. For but the that's tournament. the whole point of qualifiers, though. Like y- y- you have to have good teams in your group and and shit teams. It's a is the lock of lock of the draw, really. You as a you as a country or as a you, you you know you have to be prepared when you get into the real tournament that you're facing real people. Yeah. So I don't I don't think that's an excuse, man, because every other team has that every other big team has that as well who's in England's group by the way like in um, the actual Euros yeah yeah now the the World Cup qualifiers oh man I don't even know who's in their group Dave. I know they've got Albania Poland, are there as well Switzerland I think it or Poland no they've got I mean, Poland the friendly oh it's Poland the friendly I'm not sure because I know the Nations League was supposed to get rid of the friendlies wasn't it yeah but, I mean, to be honest, so Andorra, Hungary, Albania, Poland. Wow. Yeah. Like, what is that, man? <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, that's Albania. Shit. That's nonsense. It, it, yeah. Yeah. We're just, they're just skating through that particular yeah. group. Yeah. And England, England, England are playing in Albania today, aren't they? Oh, no. Yeah. Poland are in there. So it's up. Yeah. It's Charleston, Albania, Poland, Hungary, Andorra, Andorra. and San Marino. That's yeah. the thing. Like, if you so you take England out of that, can you name three players that play for those countries collectively? Like Lua. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Hey, Chesney. Don't forget my boy Chesney. I mean, I mean, Chesney, I mean, Hungary. I mean, Hungary. You have what's his name, Saboslai. No. Yeah. It's just yeah. <laughs> that is actually mad when you look at that man. Like, what are they going to get out of that? Then you'd be hearing all oh, these records being broken for what reason? And and like what Jake and Shalom, you guys are just co-signed. When it comes to the big stage and they're playing the bigger teams, let's in England will flop, but that's when you know things become more difficult difficult for them. So But what okay, hold on, hold on. Before you move on, so Jake and Shalom, are you suggesting that teams should be in harder groups in the qualifying stages? Which no, would, no, would no. prevent to weed out the lower team. Yeah. If players so teams like San Marino, Andorra, Liechtenstein. They can all play each other. So say like, you know how when you've yeah. got um, the U, not UEFA Cup. But do, like but, do you want, but, but do you really want to see them teams in the World Cup? No, no, but no. They all in they one play group. each other to have the opportunity <laughs> to play us to qualify. So if you look at the African quali- World Cup qualifiers and the Asian, what yeah, they do yeah, yeah. all the really little teams play each other. Then they do the World Cup qualifier groups to knock out a couple of them. Yeah, because yeah. Other, mm. like like I say, like they're just making up the numbers right now, and they're just yeah. up our goal difference. Yeah, like right. Arsenal are the champs. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving club out in this one, bro. <laughs> International but, um, week. As, as we all know, these guys are um, playing to qualify for Qatar twenty twenty two. We just want to touch on a you know very sensitive issue that's going on. Um, when you see players from no nowhere, um, who, who which other country was it? Germany also did it. Norway. Germany, Norway, Norway, Holland, yeah, Holland, um, are pro- pro- protesting about the human humanity rights for the workers in Qatar that have died whilst building this stadium, the inhumane um, living that 
apparently they're being they're they're they're, they're, they're receiving over there. What do you guys think about this, man? Because I'm glad to see the footballers are actually using the platform to actually express this because we don't I, hear about it on the news. Yeah, I think yeah that this um I've I've kind of heard a lot about it. I think this this should be way bigger than it is, man. Um <laughs> I wouldn't be mad if, 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 like, um, nah, let me, let me not say that. Let me not say mad. I'll be very surprised, but at the same time, I would welcome it if they boycotted this World Cup. As much yeah. as the numbers, the yeah. numbers are crazy. Six yeah. and a half thousand migrant workers have died since the, bro. Like, what? Six thousand? Yeah. Six point five, bro. Like, it's nuts. I mean, for me, I think it all goes back to, the bigger question like how the hell did Qatar win the bid for the World Cup well we know man. You've got, you've got that, ask that, that is question, a great man. point because I was reading into it so I think it was 20 voting members or like 20 voters, twenty of members of the executive committee at the time for FIFA when yeah. Qatar and Russia got voted in only one of them works for FIFA now the rest of them have all been brought about <laughs> corruption charges, bribery corruption charges, charges yeah. quit yeah. before they were going to get caught, etc. You think of, was it Jack Warner, who was the Trinidad and Tobago guy? Obviously, Seth Blatter. Yeah. Um, Seth Platini. Blatter. Seth Blatter as well. Platini. Like I said, they did it for the it's money. nuts, man. I mean, because, yeah, because you they would ask... Received- you- Go on, yeah, go you, on, yeah, so you would ask yourself, like, there has to be some criteria, like every country or the country putting their bid has have to, you know, abide by. And mm-hmm. one of those criteria is that you should have, you know, um, systems that would stop, um, stop, you know, from you from human, like, you know, taking advantage of people. What's going on currently in in Qatar? But clearly, that that isn't the case. So I think really, really, and truly, people shouldn't really be mad at Qatar because you know the the bid, they, they made the bid and it got accepted. Obviously, there was some dodgy. Yeah, yeah, happening. of course, we have to be mad, mad at, at FIFA. Be, yeah, yeah, we have to be mad at FIFA for sure. Uh, obviously, this is not the first World Cup where there's controversy. Obviously, um, Russia there was controversy. Yeah. Um, uh, Brazil as well. I remember where they. The, the favelas were brought down and they just build new things on there. But I think with the Qatar one, it's extra, it's even extra, extra. Yeah. It's because like, um, just the way they're glamorizing it, they, they like the stadiums are like of the highest of high quality. People can, there's hotels within the stadiums. People can sleep, things like that's air conditioned because it's going to be hot in it. So there's air yeah. conditioned state. All, all these things that are enticing fans, enticing these players as well. But how were they made? You get me? Yeah. This, this was this is what this was wrong with me. And I think and, even as players, um, I don't know if you guys agree, players should just boycott this man. But a lot of players are, are in and unions, not unions, uh the 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 FA, sorry. Yeah. Then they, they don't want to boycott it, which I, I understand. It's but. also gonna be a bigger change in terms of when it's going to be played. Isn't it gonna play around like December, November, yeah, December the time? So the first yeah. winter yeah. World Cup. Yeah. November, December time, yeah. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Has there ever been a World Cup played? No. That's false. It just doesn't add up, man. It's not adding up. This is this is the issue because you... That's actually the first thing that they make... Sorry, Munya. That's the first thing that yeah. they make sense. To me. Doing it in Qatar when the weather is nuts over there. Anyways, continue. But like, those countries, for example, like England, that really have the structure to host the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And I know yeah, like, you've made the point that they've glamorised it. It's great to have all these nice stadiums. That's not what we're here for. We're not here for the stadiums. We're here for the football. Mm-hmm. And man, they need to do something about it. But 
Do you, do you think they'll actually boycott it? I know Andy said the, the, the no, FA... They're not, they're, they're uh, not gonna, they're not gonna nah, do that. Because FIFA would have to probably give back any money they would receive from mm-hmm. Qatar. And I'm guessing FIFA, uh, they're not, not that, happening. you know, rich to do that. So it's not you happening. You don't want to, like, at the end of the day, they're not going to take the opportunity to win a World Cup off themselves. Like, exactly. But, okay, but where, where do you stand as a person then? Where, where, yeah. where do you stand? So you're, you're playing in stadiums where there's basically blood on your feet. Where yeah. do we stand, bro? Come on, man. These T-shirts, these T-shirt initiatives, it's nothing, man. It, it, but like, it's, a play it's nothing, but it's a start because, like, yeah. you've just made me aware of the death numbers. I didn't know that. And it's not been reported in the news. And we're watching... A lot of people it has been... Yeah. It, but the thing is, it has been reported, though, Munya. It has been reported in the newspapers. Well, I think what Munya's news- saying is that not a lot of people were, like, made aware about it until yeah, yeah, this happened. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, looked I into that. a lot more since I've seen, obviously, what's happening recently, to be honest. So, it's a start, but obviously, yeah, I agree with you, Drew. Something needs to be done. If the if the federations are have anything about them, then they will listen to players' concerns. So I know for a fact players are going to be sort of going into their federation saying, I don't want to play. Bro, I don't even. Bro, I don't even think. I, I think they. I think. I think, I think a small well, minority man. of players, but yeah, players, yeah. it's a World Cup in it. They're not gonna come yeah. out and risk not playing at a World Cup, which I understand. I get that point of view, but again, like I said, man, where do you stand, bro? Yeah, it's interesting because I saw that Harry Kane said he's gonna have a conversation with um, Southgate about showing like what 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 the likes of Holland and and others have been doing. I don't think you need to have a conversation. They just need to do it because yeah, we, we just a- need to like raise awareness let everyone know because everyone's going to be watching it everyone's going to be watching the game we need, people, we, need, we need to shout this out because man it's actually Andy what you've told me like I'm shocked yeah I, I, I thought the numbers were in the, the, the hundreds or something like not even the- and, 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 and what's even more shocking is a vast majority of them are African um, immigrants as well that they just plucked from Africa of course, of course. a lot of them how shocking is it it's typical. I mean it's normal level in yeah. in in, in in those countries but yeah it's crazy what just... for me is that like because that general area where you think of Qatar you think of Dubai like they do these big sporting things as almost like a branding exercise because yeah. it doesn't matter to their economy it doesn't matter to their way of life they're literally doing it to show the western world like yeah, yeah bro, give us your money yeah yeah it's a little bit yeah. like oh come on over guys like you can come live here blah 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 like yeah. we're great people when like yeah. say like there's blood on their feet. They will be sat there in their air conditioned, like exactly. Oh, yeah, boxes, watching this great football, <laughs> knowing that they've killed people for that pleasure. You know what, man? I wasn't going to lead into this topic, but it's a, it's a little bit of a double standard because how how do you reckon like the Western Europe, the Western things were built, anyways? Just to put it out there. But anyways, it's just a bit of a double yeah, standard. That's, that's where we yeah. go. I I know I know I'm just I, it's just so <laughs> cool to me. <laughs> it's, it's just a culture thing, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get straight into the main topic of the day. Um, so, guys, we wanted to just touch on the referees, you know, because they're a, an important part to the game. Um, we all have our personal views. And obviously, there's been the biggest change in football, which is um, the inclusion of VAR. Um, obviously, they're to help the referees. But, you know, it's, it's, it's gone two ways. Um, some people are still for VAR, like myself, and there are some people that are against it. Um, but we're just going to touch on, you know, just a general overview. And I think I'm just looking at my time and it's Fergie time. So big char. <laughs> we wanna, I want to come straight to you, bro. <laughs> so in the Premier League, obviously, there's been 
so many statements are made about referees. As a United fan, one of the biggest things that was known throughout the Premier League years was Fergie time. For, for it to have a name, obviously, there had to be some sort of um, truth to it. As a United fan, how, how, how do you, you know, relate to Fergie time? All right, firstly, obviously, I want to... Um, it comes with disclaimers. Like, people like, no, I, I want to just make sure people like Drew and that like, are not getting PTSD shocks right now. Let's talk this kind of conversation because I know... So, before you, before, you, before you go on, can you, can you explain what Fergie time is for... Yeah, of course. Maybe of course. our younger um, listeners. There was, a con- okay, there was a concept, basically, where um, fans and sets of fans, especially, but it actually filtered into the clubs, um, basically felt that we... Um, at, we being united um, during the Alex Ferguson era, basically, um, would potentially get sort of favourable minutes added onto the clock, basically. Um, or there'll be times throughout the game where sort of the Fergie impression basically lasted within the game. And obviously that swayed things off in our way, apparently, um, which is totally rubbish. But yeah, that's that's basically the definition, unless other people have other definitions. No, I'm happy with that. So... And to what extent do you agree with those definitions? <laughs> I, he said he, I agree. He said it's rubbish. <laughs> he said it's rubbish. <laughs> I no, no. I agree in the, to the extent that there was definitely a um, there was definitely a a thing in regards to Alex Ferguson having a I wouldn't call it control, but he had an influence on referees, um, especially at Old Trafford. It was always glaring at Old Trafford. Like there'll be times I think people remember the. Um, I think the one that sticks out to me was the Spurs, uh, you know, the United Spurs game when the yeah. lapped it from like 40, 50 yards. Yeah. And it, I think um, Carroll basically, basically plucked it out of the net. Like it was the clearest thing as they, oh. I think any United fan that would ever try to tell you that it, they thought that it wasn't a goal um, is it, lying. And I think that was like a crucial point within sort of a, a title charge as well. So, so yeah, it was, um, yeah, I, that's the one that sticks out to me. That that was just pure. We can't let. Alex but where Ferguson where, lose. where where did that come from? You think is it is it? It, it was winning. Just... It was winning. You know, like you know when you you're you're that guy, yeah, and then people like you're that guy, and then everyone almost is, is in awe of you. Like mm-hmm. I think that like, people actually were like you know you hear stories that like there was a point where United would be in the tunnel, and then people just look over and basically think they've lost already. That, that, that mm. it was that it was that mm. feeling that sense in it basically when they come to Old Trafford obviously those teams that came and beat us there like we weren't invincible there but there was a period of time yeah that I can agree like back to Munoz's question that yeah it was favourable to United but I don't think the whole referee concept about us being added minutes it's, it's nonsense because if you see um, it like, like away from Alex Ferguson it's, it's happening to big teams now I think it just happened when a team is very good um, and, and other clubs are hating basically and, and feel the need to look at reasons as to why they're winning because they can't accept that they're just good. Just reading a quote here um, from Andrew saying United wouldn't have won about half of their 13 <laughs> trophies had it not been for Fergie time. I hear uh, that. No, joking. Obviously, that's not a real quote. But Andy, <laughs> I'll go to you because um, you've had your you know strong words about United and their 13 titles and maybe how they <laughs> so much got away with it. Did you reckon Fergie's time contributed to some of the... Listen, man. Listen, man. Listen, <laughs> listen. If, if the, one of the biggest, after how we were, uh, what's his name, Clattenburg was the biggest referee in the UK, right? And he fled. He fled to Saudi Arabia for whatever reason. He does an interview and he says like, Fergie's influence was real and sometimes because of him, we, we ref in United's favour. If he comes out and says this, 
What What do you want me to think? <laughs> Honestly, context, bro. What, what do you mean context? There's no context, bro. There's if no he's, context. Yeah. There's no context. He was being clear, and that's what's pissing me off. Even yeah. let me tell you. Let me tell you. Who thought tell you, was that? Is that, huh? is that is that the referee's fault? Is that is that is that our fault? No, but it was it? also well known that Alex Ferguson would dine with these referees, bro. That yeah, was, that's no, no, also no, that's there. a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. So. Come on, maybe money under the table, all them things. Well, you know, it's one, it's you one know of just, uh, just do that. You know it's that one of just unspoken things. Like, it's one of just topics that has never been discussed or decided or dealt with in the Premier League for yeah. so years. That's, that's white privilege, yeah. man. But yeah. let, me move, let me let me go to Arsenal though, because obviously when Arsenal were moving mad with the invincible, invincible, oh, don't get me started, please. Don't that that, started. that particular game, yeah, I'm not even Mike Riley, fan. Mike freaking Riley. I'm don't get me started, Arsenal fan. Like, Char, how do you explain that game? Do you think? You man won that game fair and square. Nah, nah, nah. That game was. I don't know how we did. Yeah, <laughs> but that was it was two 0 wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, it was. It was two 0 Yeah, it was the stupidest game. I just remember it was Arsenal wearing blue, isn't it? Yeah, I just remember they were just. I'll break it down. Fixed. We had ten fouls that he didn't give. Yeah. One penalty <laughs> that Rooney clearly dived. Yeah. He yeah. gave. He gave. What? And Rooney, and Rooney should have been sent off as well. Sent off as well. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it clearly. No, that's that's when I, you know, that's when the argument went from me went from Fergie time. I used to argue with it like every day, like at school. I used to just say that you lot, you lot, you lot just, you lot just can't basically handle the fact that we're good. That day, I remember thinking to myself, yeah, nah, we've just got away with this here because like there was no way we should have beat them, beat the beat the Arsenal team then, and then obviously end the Invincibles. Um, so yeah, I agree with you guys in that regards, but I still don't think it was to the extent that a lot of people think it was. So I'm, glad, I'm glad we don't have Sherm Tosin on as well because <laughs> if you've heard in our previous pods, he's referenced that game multiple times. Um, Shalom, I know you also have some strong views on that um, that game as well. But, you know, the Fergie time, well, why do you think it was Fergie? Why, why couldn't the likes of Wenger have the same influence? Uh, that's a very good question. For me, I have my theory about it, um, I, and I and I put across to you guys in the in the group chat because I did a little bit of research and I noticed a lot of top Premier League ref were all born in the north. So I think there is a a kind of a, a bias bias there to them growing up, obviously with the in United. Yeah, they're low key fans. Yeah, I think they're low key fans, and I think they they obviously sub, low key support United and, yeah. and as such support Fergie, who has been like the, the most. Um, su- successful manager in United's hi- history, so it makes yeah. sense. So that's my theory on that one. On, this, on the other hand, on you going when you go into United at that time and their their kind of their high era when they were doing well, similar to like Liverpool, um, Anfield, you're you're going to be hot pressed to give a decision and yeah. and stand by it. So you are going to try to kind of appease the United fan by you, you know. know what- that that second point that you made that happens at every big club's home ground. Yeah. That that one I, I can you know that's fair and square where yeah. referees are afraid to whistle in front of the home crowd. That's fair. I mean, I mean I mean there's some there's some people like I'm not sure about like Stamford Bridge. I don't think they care that much. Like mm-hmm. to a point to a point like Emirates like possibly hybrid differently. But when you go to Old Trafford, you are you're in centre stage. So you you're in your head you're thinking okay I need to appease everyone and possibly add more time to it so you know i i will leave this this particular stadium when i get my head chopped off mm. so i think those are the two points i i think that went to us i think those are the favorite. worst type of refs man yeah I, I absolutely hate those referees i mean that's it why still happen, it still happens today man i mean that's why really and truly i know we we're going to mention him and 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 later on but you have to give it up for mike riley because not mike Riley. i'm what's his name um mm-hmm. 
Mike Dean, Mike yeah, because he does not care. He just does not care. Yeah, and we you have to give it up. Yeah, we yeah. touch on him. Um, but an interesting point you made there, Shalom, about where the referees um, will come from. So I'm just going to quickly do um, a quick roundup of some of the key referees in the Premier League. So um, Martin Atkinson, he was born in Bradford. Um, obviously, you know, we say these names, I'm sure we should all reference them. I, li- I like him, man. I like Martin. He was born in Bradford and he supports Leeds, which is interesting. Michael Oliver, um, born in Ash- Ashington, again, somewhere up north. Uh, Ken probably knows it. Mm-hmm. He's actually a Newcastle fan. For real? Yeah. The, has he ever, the big, huh? has he oh, ever oh, refed a Newcastle game? You, you're, you're not know. allowed. No, you're not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. That club. You can't. So I think, for instance, Mike Riley's a Tranmere fan which is mm. right next to Liverpool. So I'm pretty sure he's not allowed to referee Liverpool games because of that scrutiny. Well, Mike Dean. Oh, is it Mike Dean? So I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, they're a Tranmere fan, so they can't referee Liverpool games because of that, because they're right next door to him. I wonder if we looked at it. Has he actually left the Liverpool game? Though? I wonder. I'm sure he has, man. He has, for sure. Um, so, yeah. But it's just always like that increased scrutiny. Like, they try not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, literally, if he gives a decision against Liverpool, that's ever so slightly controversial that's the first thing that's going to come up one of the biggest criminals in the game John Moss born in Sunderland also a Sunderland fan can we can we just can we stay on John Moss for a minute Car, do referees have to do referees have to pass some sort of fitness test or yeah, I, I don't want to be great and point here, but. something I was going to go into so if you guys may call it on Sky Sports it's a shame they've not done a, re- a repeat um, I believe it was Gary Neville and um, Jamie Carragher, they actually spent the day with the referees um, in the training session they do prior to the league. So they showed us um, the fitness levels they have to do, the training they have to do. And yeah, they have to actually pass a certain mark to be um, Premier League, uh, well, fit, fit to be a Premier League ref. Yeah. So this, this quick documentary was showing them doing their pre-test um, obviously talking about the experiences so you look at the likes of John Marsh and his belly but somehow man sprints <laughs> man can bro, turn burners yeah. just bro, water weight just water weight fam bro the, way, the amount of times pe- um, uh, managers have added John Marsh here saying he's not fit he didn't even see it blah 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 you know when it's like Blowing, a counter, man. when it's like a counter attack man is still <laughs> on the other side you know just <laughs> Andy I was just thinking about it imagine he's, he's referring a Liverpool game when you man had Suarez Oh. Man will be sweating before the game. Like. <laughs> Don't give me Jonathan Moss, man. Please. Uh, but that's a good point you make there. And um, we'll go in later into it because there is a discussion on the standard of Premier League refs. I'm um, going to go to Andre Mariner, one of your favourites, um, Andy. Yeah, I like he's actually from Birmingham and he's a Villa fan. Mariner, he was the one, wasn't he, that got Oxlade and Gibbs mixed. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, I just, I remember. But you know, you, oh, you know what I like about Andre Mariner, yeah? He's, he's fair, man. He's one of the most fairest referees in the game, man. And also with the VAR thing, yeah? He doesn't get swayed by VAR neither, which sometimes you have to kind of like look at the screen or whatever, but he's someone that usually goes with his first instinct. If you get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I like him. He's one of the That's when you kind of see experience. Well, I feel like the likes of Martin Atkinson, he seems like an an experienced referee. Yeah, know? he is. He yeah, is Atkinson. top class. Yeah. He's very top experienced. Class. Whereas I think we may say something, I think Andy, you disagree with this. I, think, I personally feel Michael Oliver is probably the best out of the bunch at the moment. 
He's uh, the most rated. That's, that's backed up by the fact that he actually was the only ref to ref um, currently in these um, World Cup qualifiers for England. Is he the only one, yeah? Yeah. Is yeah. it not him and uh, what's his name? The Obodoni. Oh. No, no, no. Anthony Taylor, sorry. Uh, I was about to go to Anthony Taylor next. I'm not saying Anthony Taylor in any... But I remember uh, Mark Oliver ref the, ref the game the other day. Um, yeah, no, I, you know what? Yeah, I, I used to really like Michael Oliver, man, until recently, man. He's been making <laughs> shocking decisions. Well. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, with Michael Oliver, evil goes kind of, okay, he's really good, or he, it's just, okay, what's going on here, Michael? But one thing I do like about him is, is his confidence and how he deals with players. Rather, that's one thing I like. And I think we'll touch on this, but I think referees have like a, a complex of trying to be the the most important person on the pitch rather than just being you know just an umpire referee let the game flow and i think i like how My- michael oliver deals with things sometimes one get one game that springs to mind sorry about michael oliver was the i think juve real madrid game when yeah. ronaldo when ronaldo scored a last minute penalty do you guys remember that the Juve yeah, defenders? Yeah. The Juve yeah. won 3-0. Yeah. Yeah. Was that was that Santiago wasn't it? I remember the game. I remember, I remember game, where, yeah. man. But it was just, it was vital because that goal made Real Madrid go through. Yeah, uh, They were vexed, man, because that was also a controversial decision where it wasn't really a penalty. It wasn't, he still gave it. They said because of Ronaldo, right, right, right. yeah, so he's kind of under scrutiny there. It's always interesting as well to see them in another country, referring another game. Like, mm. perfect example there, Andy, um, the Juve-Madrid game, because obviously they're just, obviously, English referees, but how they act outside of something outside their normal comfort zone. Yeah. I feel like they, they've got less pressure. I feel like they, they, they enjoy their game more. Yeah. Um, I think the next person there you mentioned was Anthony Taylor. He's um, born in Manchester, supports a local club called um, Archicham. So I think, I think that's an area near Manchester. Um, Jake mentioned him earlier, Mike Dean, um, born in Wirral and is a Tranmere Rovers fan. I think we all saw that clip of him um, he was at a Tranmere game. In the stands. <laughs> he was in there. Um, Craig Paulson, an on and off referee, I believe. I feel anyways. A he young boy as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he's, he's, um, he's, he's average, man. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield United um, born. Well, she, yeah, support Sheffield United, I should say, as well. Now, Kevin Friend. Do you guys know who this one is? Kevin yeah. Friend. The ne- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was actually born in London. Um, so Shalom, your theory of all them being northern, um, he's actually he says hey, he supports Bristol City and Leicester. So we have to speak to him to understand how that's in happening. London and he supports Bristol City and Leicester. Why is he allowed <laughs> on a football pitch? <laughs> that that's that's just doesn't make sense. At least support Leighton Orion or someone, man, in London. Uh, he's, 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 he's based in Leicester. Bro, I'm guessing. He's, do, do you yeah, know what I think personally? I think these guys put down a team that isn't in the like. Because these yeah. think about it, these guys, they have to go through levels, don't they? They they they're trying to get to the to the top games, like everyone in terms of footballers. So you think they don't? They support these big teams, bro. But they, I feel like they 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 just say that they support these local teams so they they can actually manage and, and obviously play in the in and, and obviously referee. Sorry. Yeah, so like um, a conflict of games. interest. Thing, yeah, of course, hundred yeah. percent. What you think? Bristol and Leicester, like what? And you live, you come from London, and then. Nah, man. I, I, don't, I don't believe in the facade. So, so Munya, just, just, just out of curiosity, 
one out of the many referees you've just mentioned was born in London. Just to so declare. I'm just checking the last ones here because we've got another big shit referee, Lee Mason. He's oh from God, Bolton. Yes. Yeah. Terrible. He's from Bolton. Yeah, he was the one that Bolton. Nuno cussed out in a while ago, yeah. wasn't he? Just saying, yes. literally knocked it for purpose. And Chris Kavanagh is a new upcoming referee. Um, he's from Manchester. Teams unknown, but yeah. So don't that, forget um, Sean, uh, Sean Macy, by the way. You know, well, she's a Lionel. He's so a Lionel. We were just going to do the, the actual referees in the game, but we will go uh, into it. There's no ball, man. What the hell? You didn't realize she's a ref in it. Like, you can't, you're not just no, a no, Lionel. That's, that's a French oh, ref, though. No. I was going to go into that. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're correct. We'll come, because if, if you guys watch some of the championship games and League One, some of these linesmen yeah. and lineswomen, they yeah. actually ref lower league games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's how they start. I think yeah, before yeah. you get on um, their stripes. Yeah, you have to go to the yeah. championship and earn your stripes. And yeah, so, that's so, to answer your question, there, Shalom. Yeah, so it's just Kevin Friend that's from London. So there you it, go. It's, it's interesting to see that it seems as if there is a lot of northern presence. Of course, they love it, man. Is that biased? I'm just putting the question out there. You know what I mean? Never be able to prove, but. <laughs> You'd always be wary of. I feel like it goes into how are they selected? Because one thing I, I, I want to go into next is how I read somewhere there was a shortage of Premier League level referees. That the upcoming referees are apparently not at that standard yet. So where are we finding the referees? So Shalom, you could say it's biased, but maybe there's just no good referees in the South. Who wants to be a referee though? Like, you know, you, I'm sure everyone's gone to um, like non-league football and like you know Sunday league and stuff like that and referees so it's the nerds man they, they get abused bro like, they get actually abused <laughs> yeah, they do, across, they like, do. across the world so it's almost like it's the most it's, it's almost like you know remember back in the day you'd never want to be a keeper yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it goes it's one step further in it you'd never want to be a referee like I mean they do say re- sorry they do say referees are the guys who never made it football we were never yeah, good yeah that's what, that's what they say like even like your friends I've got friends <laughs> that, like, money is there crashing his teeth but yeah go ahead <laughs> <laughs> no bro you might put him in sp- these might have a lot of pressure man don't get onto them like, f- Crime like, river, they man. get abuse man they don't they don't call yeah, they for do. it like, especially before <laughs> before we had VAR um, they would make a call with their flag and obviously sometimes they'll get it wrong and you got fans behind you effing and blinding you and yeah. you're thinking I just want to get out of here. For I can't minutes. lie. I will lose my rag if a player's like effing, <laughs> effing, effing that. I, I'm swinging. I can't lie. Yeah. So oh. fair enough. Bro, you, you, just, you just give them the name. yellow and red card, bro. <laughs> <laughs> my face. There was that ref, wasn't there? That, that was mad. one recently. It was like an Ipswich-Northampton game. And I think one of the Ipswich players just went up to him the 90th minute and he'd been giving him shit all game. And then the ref just absolutely snapped and headbutted him. Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I saw you that. Know what? I am surprised it doesn't. There was one in the French league as well. Yeah, where, so where yeah. ref two first on one. <laughs> the one that Jake you're referencing, I I honestly feel there was nothing wrong with that. He's been that referee was actually dis, um, put for disciplinary, but he did nothing. Like I, you I can't agree. be given the refs get so much. They, they, the players need to actually respect them. I think there's been a lack of respect. And they always say this with football. There's a lack of respect for referees compared to the rugby. Um, and Andy, as well, you're mentioning that uh, that incident in the French League where he... I think what happened in that one, the player kind of um, accidentally tripped the referee. And then the ref thought he did it on purpose. And then this ref... <laughs> <laughs> that, that is stupidity. That, that is stupidity. But, um, Jake, stick, sticking with you, actually... With all this, I think you you mentioned as well. Um, Lee Mason was cornered by Nuno. 
Your former manager, Jose, famously said, if I speak, I'll be in big, big trouble. Obviously, <laughs> referencing a refereeing decision. Um, do, you, do you feel that referees should also now do interviews themselves? No, I've said this on the pod before and I don't think that gives us anything. I would much rather prefer, because we spoke about having refs mic'd up, but I think people have made the valid point that you couldn't show that before the watershed. You could because they would be effing and blinding unless you change the rules to say have only the captain come up or the players involved. But I think the referees, for me, VAR needs to be mic'd up. If they says, oh yeah, um, Lee, can you go check out the booth for a second? It needs to be mic'd up from that point because we like, everyone hates VAR because they are getting these wrong decisions. And yeah. there's just no communication. There's no logic or reasoning behind it. So us as fans automatically assume the worst of you can't do your job because we can't see the process behind these decisions. At least if I'm seeing Mike Riley go up to the booth and you're hearing Michael Oliver communicate to him saying, right, this is what I'm seeing. Are you seeing the same thing? What, like, what's your interpretation of it? At least, the, at least as a fan, like I know this from a rugby perspective, I can go, I still disagree with the decision, but at least I can see your logic behind it. And it's a lot more understanding. Whereas I think if we give them the press conference afterwards, it's just going to be sensationalised. It's just going to be... Is that it wouldn't really hold them accountable in the correct way because as much as you see footballers and managers have these emotional viewpoints, like you see Klopp complaining afterwards, you see Jose complaining afterwards, you see Ole making these excuses, you see Frank Lampard when he was a manager just not saying <laughs> the right things. No, but it is right. Like you're going to have a referee and going, oh, why did you do that? It's like, oh, I thought I made the right call. Like uh, this is what I saw. Like you're asking them to remember all these decisions because I think what was it? They make something like within a game, they make some like 500 decisions. I don't know if that's the right figure, but it was so many little decisions throughout the whole game. They're not going to remember all these details. They're just going to trip up over themselves and make it worse. So I think for me, no, but no, 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 me, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Let me uh. let me say the, the only way a referee should be called upon to do an interview if there's something controversial happen. So for example, in that um in that Brighton v I forgot who they play. Brighton v someone um where like I don't know if you guys remember Lee Mason was the referee and Brighton scored a free kick. Yeah. And then it was pulled back. I think it was yeah, against yeah. Wolves or something. West Brom. West Brom, sorry, yeah. West Brom. I think in situations like that the referees they should be questioned, not just in a, any a reg, any old regular game when nothing really controversial has happened. Then no, we shouldn't. But if something controversial happened and we and the the public re- demands uh, 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 an explanation, then yeah, they should be I put in front only, of the mic. The only issue with that, Andrew, though, is that every club is always going to think something is is been done harder, like harder done to them, and it's controversial in their own respect. Yeah. I so like, nah. you know, I mean, it will always mean more to the bigger teams in that sense. Because I think equally, um, you sh- we should be. Uh, I would say um, players and managers should be allowed to speak about their feelings to his refs yeah. without having, uh, you know, the FA coming out and giving them a ban or Putting a the warning. Game in, 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 and just, just, yeah, I, I don't understand that. I, maybe, I feel... Maybe give refs the opportunity to respond to any criticism that comes their way. Yeah. What's funny as well, actually, Jake, you mentioned about the mic up. I don't know if you guys remember, there was a game, I think the first year we had VAR, maybe, where... I think it was at West Ham as well. Accidentally, they had linked the ref's mic to the stadium. 
so that everyone could actually hear what they were saying. And I think that actually worked out better, but when they don't hear what they're saying. So I agree that they should have a mic up when there's a VR decision, but I also feel like we, we need them to come explain some of the, 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 the decisions. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can, I can see, I can see that point of view. Like, it's, it's coming from a good place because at the end of the day, all we want is better refereeing, and that's the two things you want. You want that communication because more communication doesn't hurt. Like, there's never been a situation that I can think of where talking makes it worse, and being open and honest and transparent because that's another thing is when like you have, say, right, how a referee has decided to referee certain games, right? There's no transparency over that. All you get is you're going to be doing this one, you're going to be doing this one. It's very secretive. Whereas if we, yeah. as a public, were able to see, again, the logic behind all the decision-making, it holds them to account, but it also gives us an insight as to why. So it gives us a sense of we can sympathise with it. We can we can actually just not go and have emotional, not erratic responses, but it's a case of you have to judge what's in front of you. And we're given such exactly, and if we, yeah, if you hear it from the horse's mouth, and then you'll be like, okay, I see where you're coming from. But if 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 a referee does one mad thing, and he goes away, and then a manager who loses his head says something to buy, then he gets a, a fine to buy, and then the referee gets away scot free. The yeah. only thing that may happen is he'll he'll be demoted to the championship or something for that weekend, and that's or it. You, or you be like a Jose and wait for him in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, they, they they're criminals, especially in especially in the Premier League, man. So another thing, you know, you say in the, in the Premier League, um, Andy, is also the lack of diversity. Um, I think, yeah, am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Char mentioned as well, one Sean Massey Ellis, she's the one only female associated in the Premier League as a she's she's a lines woman. And um, the obvious one, no referee of like another ethnic backgrounds. Mm. Uh, again, this maybe goes back to what I was saying to Shalom, are there not good enough referees coming in? Um, or there's just not opportunities. We, we see it with the manager's um, situation. The, I think the, the question... Work. Yeah, go on, Jake, sorry. I was going to say, I think it's a fear thing. Because I, right, obviously, like, I'm a white man. Like, white privilege does exist, okay? Like, that is an absolute fact. Imagine a referee, like a black referee on social media, if he messes up a decision. My God, like yeah. we all know how bad it is for black football players, both male and female. Like I just like in Sean Massielis, obviously she was the centre of the gate of the sorry the controversy between Richard Keys and Andy Gray, mm, like yeah. saying she couldn't do a job. I I bet that's put off a generation of referees just from that outdated attitude. But now, like, you see all this abuse that comes through for the players because they mess up. Referees get that every game, no matter what, from either set of fans. Like, oh, how did you call this guy offside? Why did you not a call foul there? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that would just be so much more amplified for a black referee, for an Asian referee. And, on, like, I can see why they wouldn't be keen to sign up. Like, let alone just a normal white person. They get enough abuse as it is. Yeah. But then to top down, top yeah, down, like that would come into it, hundred percent. Yeah, I understand that, but I th I think it's more of the FA not protecting. Um, I say, yeah, I, yeah, because if you're if you're a, 
a kid who's looking to be, or, you know, anyone who's looking to be a ref, you're thinking, okay, even if I get into shit, so if I get abused by fans or by, you know, by people, I'll get protection from their fate. And you, you're you looking around and thinking, okay, um, the people, the current um, caliber people refereeing in the, in the prem do not look like me. So how am I going to get protected in the, in the event I make that step to become a ref? So I think the, the, the FA has to, you know, protect the football players and refs as well. So I think it also I goes back to the FA. I, I want to even go a bit deeper. Obviously, I won't sort of turn, like, ramble on too much here, but yeah, I think it just goes, you know, you know there's, there's this sort of untold or unwritten thing about the concept of obviously black people within sport. And I think it goes, um, it goes both ways. I think it's almost like, um, you, you know how th- there's obviously the lack of um, black coaches um, basically in, in the Premier League. Um, that's because black people are almost seen as not wise enough to, to hold these positions within sport, obviously, in, in this case, football. I mean, I think it filters through to even things like referees. Like, think about how black, well, how coaches get... Um, there was, there was one black referee back in the day. Yeah, but one in how, in how long? Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just, it's just like, it's so disproportionate. And I just think it all goes back into how, is, you know how like black players are, are, are deemed as power and pace, but mm. there's no intelligence there. There's never intelligence that's described as a, as a black footballer. I think it even filters through to people like referees and coaches. Um, I think that's why, that's how I see it. I think it's just a case of not think, necessarily yeah. um, ref, black referees not putting themselves it, like there, but just probably looking at it from, from decades ago and thinking they've never got, they've never made it through anyway. Why would I make, why would I bother now? Yeah, I think just to piggyback of your Shalom's point, it's extremely systemic. Yeah. So obviously, like the majority of football fans is the working class white male. So this is kind of what they want represented across the board in football, right? But of course, in terms of the actual football talent, um, they, they, there's a lot of black players that, that is needed, quote-unquote. But in regards to everything else, it's something that they can control, like the managers and the, the referees. Let's just filter in these type of referees, the white referees, uh, male referees as well. Um, yeah, it's all systemic, man. So... I mean, another question you also have to ask is like, are there actually black people that are referees currently, even in like lower leagues? Personally, I've not seen many in the UK and in Holland. So I'm not sure if like this is something, if, if this is something that's, in you our know. Community, yeah. No, no, I think, I think there is, yeah, but it is, like man. There's, there's definitely, if you look at grassroots, like um, referees, you see like black Asian refs. I think there there are, there are, um, Folks who like folks who ref who are in, from diverse, diversity, they're from diversity, and also they're female refs. I think the problem we have is what what, what we just touched on in terms of your your path route towards yeah, out, yeah, you have this a lot of barriers towards getting that towards to the top, and yeah. I, and I I don't think most people in in those area in those sector think okay this is for me, and that's the problem we have. Yeah. Yeah, there is a there is a, a female ref though that's kind of like been put in to do these big matches like Frappard from France. Yeah, she she ref the game um, Holland v Latvia. Yeah, yesterday. I was about to say yeah, she was in that game as well. Uh, but she's done she's done um, she's done Jake. She's done. Um, remember the our European was it the European uh, Super Cup? Yeah, I think yeah, she yeah. done that one as well. Oh yeah, okay. No, I do. I do vaguely remember that. I've got to be honest, I didn't really like. Yeah. That we I think she don't. She don't one of the finals. I think she. It was that one she did as well. Um, she's she's good to be honest. I like her, but obviously in in that game yesterday she got a bit of stick 
because there was a few decisions where she gave it the wrong way. And then obviously as a woman, they're going to be like, you know, they're going to mention her sex instead of like this ref had it wrong. You get me? Yeah. So referees always get it wrong, but you don't have to mention, oh, this female referee did this. You get me? That that That's a problem. It's, isn't it? it's, it's um, I remember it was on Mother's Day that there was a game on BT Sport and this isn't ref, this was a pundit and they brought on a few, sorry, former female footballer. I can't remember oh. her name. It wasn't Karen Carney. Yeah, yeah, she was fantastic as a pundit. Like, we continue to peddle Glenn Hoddle, Steve McManaman, but even Roy Keane. I think Roy Keane is an awful pundit, but she came on and she genuinely knew her stuff. Yeah, yeah, she was really good flow. She brought good opinions. She wasn't just like, oh, yeah, he obviously wanted it more, which is just one of the most reductive football arguments. I absolutely hate it. Like, (laughs) but you just like, this is where you've got to bring these opportunities. I think, like, Shalomi said it, and I completely agree. It's something I should have said. Like, you want to see more representation. (laughs) You want to show that these people, not only can they handle it, but they can exceed expectations of what we currently have. Yeah, facts. We're settling. Like, we are just Mm. settling uh, as a fan of football on our referee and on our expert analysis. When we can just go, we can go so much higher right now. And it's just easier to settle because... It's the status quo. Safe, safe it yeah, it doesn't require change. You know what to expect. And it's letting ourselves down. The FA is letting us down. The PGMOL, who controls all the referees, they are letting us down because they're not providing enough. Like We know it in business and in life. Diversity brings more and better results. That's been proven for more than a fact. Preach. So why they Preach. can't do it more... Jake spitting, man. Yeah, you're talking fast right now, Jake. Amen. Yeah, like if you're not if you're not acting as change, you're just expect you're not actually helping. If you're not an ally and you're not active with it, you're in the way. You do like, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, before we draw to a close, um, I know Shalom, you were keen on getting this done. We we're gonna do maybe a, a quick who are the top five Premier League referees and who are the bottom five and need to be shown the door. Um, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of comments for um, Mike Dean. So l- let's start with him. Mike Dean? I'll yeah. put him in top five. Yeah. I think he's I a good ref. I think he's a, he's a little bit, you know, um, he he wants to be the star kind yeah. of thing. Sometimes with a decision and the way he acts, before, it's, all, it's always almost a performance with him. But in terms of his refereeing skills and decision-making, I think, you know, usually he's on the ball, man. I do I- like it. What I like about him is like it's bringing on your point of view. He brings that bit of personality. Yeah, like he's not a robot. It's the fact that like the his actions. Like, don't get me wrong. When they're when they're against you, you're like, can you please do your job? But when (laughs) it's like it's a neutral when they're for you, it's a case of he almost looks like he's enjoying his job, which you want to see. Like he's actually bringing a bit of himself onto the pitch instead of just being like, yeah, that's a foul. I don't mind. I don't mind Mike Dima. I like him. Yeah, very, I like uh, very experienced as well, man. Yeah. yeah, I like the fact when he makes a decision. You know, when a, a ref does that, players kind of come bombarding to him. He's like, "Nah, nah, yeah. go out. Nah, yeah. I'm not hearing it. Leave." Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah, put him in, man. Top five, man. I will put Mike in the top five. Um, Martin Atkinson. Yeah, there. Also top five. Yeah, top five. That's an easy one, I would say. I think um, actually, well, Munich, statistically, Martin Artic, uh, Atkinson has been good for Liverpool and Arsenal. Just putting out there. <laughs> hey, let's not get into I that one. People will be telling us, hey, but you're telling me about Fergie time. But you want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Martin Atkinson. 
I'm John Moss. Yeah, boy, relegation zone, bro. Yeah, boy. He, he's yeah. big shit. He's like, he's something else, man. Like, and for some of these refs, I think their time is coming to an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree for sure. Pensions who land. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, um, Andre Mariner. I know. Yeah, this man. one. I, I know, know people. I know people are. I'm hundred percent. People are divided about it, but I like him, man. He's, I put him in ref- the middle of the two. The thing is, he's ref against Liverpool a lot of times. Trust me, a lot of times. But usually with his decisions, man, I think it's fair. I don't have hard feelings with it. Yeah, I'm, I I'd agree with that. I think, like like I say, like, he obviously had the Gibbs-Oxlade one, <laughs> which he didn't control the situation. But I think he's actually grown as a referee from that. Like, yeah. if I see Andre Marin as referee in the Chelsea match, I'm not abjectly sitting there being like, oh, we're going to be in for a tough time today. Yeah. I don't yes. think he's most authoritative. I don't think he... Yeah, he's definitely not the best, but I think given the current state of Premier League referees, he's probably up he there. He should be, yeah. He should be, yeah. Is he top five, though? I think we'll put so. him in the middle for now. I don't even think we'll... we can make a top five, to be honest, but let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Michael Oliver, top five. Yeah, yeah. of yeah. Number one for me. Yeah. We'll do, yeah. We'll do a quick order towards the end. Um... Anthony Taylor. Ooh. I, I, I think a couple of years I would have put him up there a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's regressed a bit. Yeah. I, I think he's very good, but he's not the best. He's not top yeah. class. I think, I'd opinion. say he's better than Mariner. He sneaks into the top five, I reckon. Better than Mariner, yeah? I, yeah. I'd say I agree. The same I agree with I say, I say he sneaks into the top five. Maybe bottom of the top five, I'd yeah. say. Mm. Yeah, Andy, he's not here for him. Um, no, 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 I don't mind him. I don't mind Anthony Taylor. Mike Pawson. hate him. He's bad. <laughs> yeah, dry guy. That guy, he looks like he belongs in Love Island or something, man. Yeah, he doesn't look like a ref in it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Relegation zone. Relegation. <laughs> hey, Lee Mason. Yeah, bottom, yeah, bottom ten bottom even, man. Two, man. <laughs> um. Chris Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh? Who's Chris I think Kavanaugh? for me, he's a nothing ref. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I'll do this. I'll do this. Chris Kavanaugh is decent. He's, he's a good decent. ref. But he's just, he doesn't have the personality yet. But I think yeah. he will grow. Give I him more years. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be top done. I guess that's probably then for me then, in case of when I'm saying he's a nothing ref, that's almost a good thing. Like, okay. I, <laughs> I, but no, I, my first instinct was like, oh, I don't really have an opinion. But then, you could change yeah. that if he, I don't he, care about he's him. Very, he's very quiet. <laughs> yeah, quiet, Don, but he makes the right course. Yeah. He he handles situations well as well. He's I don't not see like, off anyone in the league this year. Being no sorry? red. He's not had any reds in the league this year. So take that. There we go. Good. There we go. Controller. <laughs> it's coming together. It's coming together. So I put him in the middle <laughs> for now. Kevin Friend, do we put him in the middle as well? Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's a bad referee, but I don't not, think he's, he's the best. Yeah, yeah. So we'll put him in the middle, yeah. right? So our list is taking shape. Um, we're gonna go from one to ten now. So at number one, we're gonna say Michael Oliver. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd agree with that. Number two, Mike Dean. I'd say Atkinson. Uh, no, Dean. Uh, so Atkinson over Dean. Yeah, Martin Atkinson. Yeah. Thing for me with Dean is that he's maybe too trigger happy when it comes to reds like he's yeah 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 he, he has the record for the most yeah. reds anyway so yeah, yeah he's definitely he's too performative yeah i put him free uh yeah cool. Martin, so uh, atkinson for sure yeah 
Mike Dean, three. Yeah. And, do you think Anthony Taylor's is high? No, 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 no. Nah, nah, nah. Marino yeah, or no? Nah. Marino top three nah, or no? Nah, what, nah, what about <laughs> Graham? What about Graham Scott? Mm. Yeah, nah. The only thing for Graham Scott, like he's only man- he's like I'm just looking at it now. He's done ten games this season, whereas you yeah, think like, like twenty three, Oliver twenty two, Taylor twenty. Like just right now, there's obviously got to be a reason that he is so far down. Yeah, that he's only managed yeah. half of the available games. Yeah, I should also mention I, I did leave out some. So um, as you rightly said there, um, Graham Scott was one of them. I think Roger East doesn't referee anymore, but he yeah. he he was about and Stuart Atwell. Uh, yeah, and Stuart Atwell. Um, David Coop is one of the new ones as well, actually. He's coming. Yeah. Shout out to the goats, man. Graham Paul, uh, Phil Dowd. Uh, Graham Paul, Howard man. Webb. Howard Webb. <laughs> the goats. <laughs> um, so we'll go back to the list. So we'll put Mike Dean third. Yep. Anthony Taylor fourth. So we've now got in the middle to take number five. We have Mariner, Kavanaugh, or Kevin Friend? I'll give it to Kavanaugh, I'll say. Kavanaugh or Mariner, man. Yeah. All right, so Kevin, Chris Kavanaugh's at five. And then we have um, Andre Mariner at six. Kevin Friend at seven. Mm-hmm. That Kevin boy, Friend. The battle of the bikes. Jonathan Moss at nine or ten. Yeah, the Lee Mason at the bottom, and then Moss. Yeah, but um, Craig Pawson will take eighth happily. But yeah, Lee Mason and Craig. I don't know who's John Moss is ten for me, but unless you might think it's Lee Mason, it can I be both ways. It can be both ways. Potato, potato, man. What's it inclusive? So yeah, so that we'll post that on the socials for you guys. Um, for our top ten, and obviously we've left some guys out. If you feel someone should have been included please do let us know. But whilst um, on the topic of socials, um, we want to just, you know, mention one of the goats of the Premier League has come out and said he's going to stand down social media. That is Thierry Henry. He feels, and I think we all can all agree on here, the guys are not doing enough to stop um, all the discrimination and racial hate and um, abusive messages on social media that he's actually had to, you know, formally come off. And I think... If more people do this, then, you know, it's a shame that they have to do this, but it may actually make um, a deal and people may actually do something about it because social media is obviously one of the biggest drivers of communication and, 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 and life right now. And without the big stars on there, it's like, oh, what's happening? And I think, Andy, you've mentioned before in the past how white, the likes of Ronaldo, probably the most followed guy on Instagram, he doesn't, you know, state some of these world issues that are happening. So we want to shout out to Henry for that big decision he's made. Um, shout right, out to you, man. right decision. Um we hope you know this could be again it's a shame he's had to go down this route but actually something be done about what's going I, on. I, I love the point that he made that social media companies they move mad when it comes to copyright and things like that. Yeah. But when it comes to racism they're very reactive. I love that racism comparison. doesn't make them money that's why so they're that's, yeah. that's why it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we'll leave it on there. But as always, guys, please do keep following us on the socials. No shots today because we're taking a break. Uh, we'll be back for our next episode where the Premier League will be back in business. We've got some feisty games coming up. The Liverpool boys are going head on head with the Arsenal boys. 
Woo! <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this special. Please let us know um, if any other refereeing, you know, stuff that we may have missed. We do like to educate ourselves and educate you guys as well. Um, and as always, thanks for giving us love. Um, we'll see you soon, guys. Peace. 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 Hey, hi. Hey, hi.